If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Friday, no. Tipped up by Nash at the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. What's up and welcome in. It's Hardwood Takeaways right here on SportsGrid. I'm your host, Chris Welsh, who you can find on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. It is the final Hardwood Takeaways of 2019, of course. We'll be back tomorrow in 2020. It's the final day of the year, the final 2019 Hardwood Takeaways. December 31st, we're going through the December 30th games, and there's a lot to take in. Now, 
There's a decent amount of games to go through. We're going to go through a slate of, I believe, six games here that ends with the Phoenix Suns and the Trailblazers. But I wanted to go take a trip over to ESPN as they've got their power rankings. They just released some power rankings. And I thought it would be nice to look at these because we're going into 2020. Now, maybe it's arbitrary, but these are the power rankings that take you to 2020. And I'm going to go through your top 10 as we walk in. And starting at number 10, these are the previous week's number 10. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. And this coming week, they've only actually got uh, two games on the slate. They've got Indiana and Houston. Uh, 23 and 12, the team is. They were last week's 10. They're this week's 10. I thought that was interesting. But what becomes more interesting is when we move up. Number nine, the previous week's number seven, Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets also have a two-game slate here, and they've been suffering. I mean, Eric Gordon is back after missing six weeks. I think the quote was, as we go forward, he can take a big burden off a lot of guys. Hopefully, that was Mike D'Antoni, and that is a much, much needed thing. I mean, James Harden's had a pretty big workload, as they said, 37.7 minutes per game with a 37.5% usage they've had him going. That is large. So Eric Gordon coming back is big, but they move from number seven to number nine. Now moving up from the nine spot to number eight is Dallas Mavericks, who are 21 and 11. They've got three games coming up this week at Oklahoma City, two home games, Brooklyn and Charlotte. And Luka Doncic has, um, you know, he's tapered off just a tad bit, but he has been, I mean, he's been the most incredible player of 2019 for the basketball season for sure. But they also cite on here Tim Hardaway and how well he has played. Number seven down from number six, the Toronto Raptors. They've got Cleveland and two road games, Miami and Brooklyn. And they've had a lot of absences. I mean, Marc Gasol, Pascal Siakam, Norman Powell. You know, so they've been relying on a lot of new faces. Chris Boucher, OJ, Anunobi. I mean, they've had a lot of struggles, yet they remain 22 and 11, even moving down, still in the top 10, though. Uh, the Denver Nuggets move up to six, who were at eight. They have got all road games this week, so this is going to be a tough one. Houston, the Pacers, and Washington. Number five, so here after five is where some of the shakeup starts to happen. Uh, Boston Celtics, they were five last week. They're this week. They've got two road games, Charlotte and Chicago, a home game against Atlanta. Jalen Brown has been an absolute beast as of recent. Uh, Brown has averaged a team-high 26.4 points. I believe, is this during... Uh, yeah, this is during their five-game winning streak that they're on. Uh, he's averaged 26.5 points, 60% shooting from the field, 47% from three, and 7.5 rebounds. Now, number four was last week's number two ranked team. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. They move down. They've got all home games. It is Phoenix, New Orleans, and Detroit that are coming up this week. Number three is the Clippers, who are still, who were three last week. They're number three. They've got uh, four games. They've got Sacramento, Detroit, Memphis, and New York. But check out number two, the Miami Heat. Their week 10 ranking was number four. They are number two. They've got four games, Washington, Toronto, Orlando, and Portland and the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one on the power rankings going into 2020. That is, uh, that is, I mean, quite a shakeup there for Miami to move up to number two. But, I mean, between Ben Adebayo, Tyler Harrow has been amazing. I mean, rookie of the year candidate makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks actually had Eric Bledsoe just returned from injury, played a little bit of minutes here on Monday night. 
but you know they maintain 29 and 5. Miami's got a 24 and 8 record. I like it. I like the top 10, especially like the top 5, and I like a little bit of the shakeup. Speaking of a shakeup, let's take a look at what went down on Monday's games and uh we had some good ones. We had the Wizards and the Heat. The Heat and this is what's hilarious. So we just talked about the shakeup. Hey, Heat move into number 2 on the power rankings. They just dropped a game, a road game to the Washington Wizards. The Wizards won at home, 123 against the Miami Heat's 105. The uh, Miami Heat have lost all but one game on the road this year. They're 9-8 and eight on the road, and uh, they have nine losses on the road. So the road has not done them any favors this year. Looking over at Miami's side, where did things go wrong? I don't know. Everywhere. Ben Adebayo played 36 minutes, so 6 for 11, had a double-double, 14 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, but 6 turnovers and no blocks. In fact, the entire starting lineup did not have a block. Only one player in the entire roster for the Miami Heat had a block on Monday night, and it was uh, Derek Jones Jr. That's it. He had one block. Nobody else. Kendrick Nunn had 14 points with three assists. He was five for 14 from the field, though. Duncan Robinson, five for 11, hit three threes in 31 minutes, had 16 points. Jimmy Butler, we got to go to Jimmy Butler, right? Six for 10, 15 of 19 from the free throw line, 27 points, uh, six rebounds, four assists. Myers Leonard, he was in the starting lineup, played 24 minutes with seven points off the bench. Tyler Harrow, who we talked about, only two for seven. Goran Dragic was three for 12, 10 points. He had a couple assists. They were 45% from the field, but only 35% from three. They only hit 10 of them. Now on Washington's side, this is where it's weird. In the starting lineup, Muhinmi went off in the starting lineup. 28 minutes, he was 10 for 11, 25 points, five rebounds, two steals, two blocks. The rest of the starting lineup, was whacked out. Gary Payton II only played 14 minutes. He was two for eight. Brown Jr., two for eight. They combined for 10 points between them. Isaiah Thomas, three for 11, eight points. It was two for six from three, though. But off the bench, this is where your work was done. Out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere, and I got a stat from uh, Roto, uh, Roto World for you, which it's, it's a little bit wild, but Garrison had scored... Six or fewer points in his previous eight active games. So this was a hot hand situation. Out of nowhere, Garrison Matthews ends up dropping 28 points. Uh, four threes, like I said, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. McCray, okay, you want another one. Here's another wild one. Was Jordan McCray comes off for a season high 29 points. He was 9 of 14 uh, from the field, 5 of 7 from the free throw line. I mean, my God, he had a block, a couple steals, six threes. He played 35 minutes in this one. And the bench accounting for all these points. Ish Smith was nine for 18, 19 points. I mean, I'm, I'm safe to say this. The bench outscored the starters. They scored 123 points. And the starters only accounted for, if I can do quick math here, the starters accounted for 43 points. I mean, 123, so that would be 80 points that were scored off the bench if I'm doing my quick math right. They uh, hit 17 threes in this one for 45%, 51% from the field, and 20 of 30 from the free throw line. 123 points is going to do it. They scored 42 second quarter points and 33 fourth quarter points. So 
they were finishing out each half really, really strong and, you know, pretty shocking and surprising and probably all around from any, uh, whether it was uh, betters or DFSers or whatever, I can't imagine the Wizards did anybody any favors in this one. Uh, you want another one? How about the Hawks? How about the Hawks winning on the road against the Magic? It's not that the Magic have been phenomenal. They're now 14 and 19 on the season. Uh, 10 wins they've had at home so far. But the Hawks, they were, they're 7 and 27 now. 4 and 15 is a road record. They came in with six wins. They win 101 to 93 against the Orlando Magic. Like I said, what? Uh, the Orlando Magic, Jonathan Isaac, 13 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and a partridge in a pear tree, as he always does. He was 6 for 13 from the field. Vucevic, 27 points with 6 rebounds and 2 steals. He was 12 for 19 from the field, hit a couple threes in 35 minutes. Markel Fultz, though, played 31 minutes, but was 1 for 7 from the field. <laughs> Weird line. 3 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists with a steal, and only 1 turnover. Okay. Evan Fournier played 37 minutes. He was 10 for 21 from the field, scoring 22 points. And off the bench, DJ Augustine, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists with a steal in 29 minutes. They only hit 5 threes in this one. They were 5 for 25 and 41% from the field. And a pretty gross uh, 58% free throw line, 14 of 24. Over on the Hawks side, who were able to pull this one off without Trey Young. Did I mention that one? John Collins led the way with a double-double, not at least with points, but uh, from overall stat stuffing. In 32 minutes, he was 5 for 9 from the field, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 3, steal, uh, three assists with 1 steal. Uh, DeAndre Hunter in 35 minutes was 6 for 14, hit a couple threes and 16 points and 6 rebounds. And Kevin Herter, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Off the bench, Goodwin, 7 for 11, hit three threes, 21 points, 6 assists. And Alex Lynn had a double-double, 18 points, 12 rebounds, was 9 for 14 from the field. Hit 9 threes, 48% from the field, 82% free throw. Kind of a little bit of an uglier across the board, but, you know, Hawks 101-93 in some upset specials. Uh, the Timberwolves, they beat the Nets at home 122-115 to in overtime. The Wolves are now 12-20 and on the year, only their fourth home win. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets moved to 16-16. and as the Timberwolves scored 19 overtime points, which got them the win, 19 to 12 in overtime. On the net side, they were led by Spencer Dinwiddie, who deserves that all-star bid, right? 36 points, eight assists, five rebounds, 12 for 31 from the field, hit three threes and or hit three, hit three of nine threes in 40 minutes. He played. Garrett Temple played 40 minutes. He was three for 16 from the field for 11 points. Uh, Joe Harris, 19 points and 7 rebounds in 41 minutes. Unbelievable. And uh, Torian Prince, 11 points with 14 rebounds. Here's what I would almost propose. How <laughs> This is wild. How many times have you in the NBA, I mean, I bet it's a, probably a decent amount, I suppose, but how many teammates have played 40-plus minutes into overtime that have scored in the teens? Furthermore, how many teammates who have played 35 plus minutes in overtime have scored into the teens. Have there ever been three teammates in the starting lineup who have played 35 or more minutes that have scored under 20 points or two that have scored 11? You get where I'm going. Like 36 points by Dinwiddie is awesome, but you had 41 minutes. Joe Harris scored 19. Garrett Temple, 41 minutes, score 11. Torrin Prince, 
three for 13 in 35 minutes, only score 11. That's wild. Jared Allen, 26 minutes, six points off the bench. Wilson Chandler, 13 points in uh, 25 minutes. It's just a weird lineup, man. And uh, DeAndre Jordan, 12, uh, 13 rebounds with three blocks, six points in 25 minutes. They were 15 of 41 from the three-point line and only 40% from the field. Over on the Wolves' side, a lot of mixture across the board. Uh, they were without Andrew Wiggins, and they were also without Carl uh, Anthony Towns. So in the starting lineup, Bob Covington in 35 minutes scored 14 points with seven rebounds. Gorgie Jang, oh, crazy, crazy big night. He was only 4 for 11 from the field, but 11 points, 20 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Napier scored 24 points with 8 assists. Jared Culver, 21 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. And the team hit 17 threes, 38% off of 44 attempts, 40% from the field as well. But it was enough as the Wolves win without Wiggins. I mean, think of what this game could have been now that I'm thinking about it. It could have been, it's like Kyrie Irving versus Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. None of those players played in this game. Not a one. Uh, the Bucks they were number one in the power rankings, and they held up. I think they scored the most points or tied for the most points, uh, pending what's about to happen with this Phoenix Suns game. They were up near the top, at least, scoring 123 points to the Bulls, 102, getting a road win. They're now 30-5, and five, contrary to what I told you in the power rankings before, and the Bulls fall to 13-21 and 21 on the year. Over on the Bulls' side, Lori Markinen dropped 18 in 27 minutes, hit five threes. Zach Levine, 19 in uh, 33 minutes. He hit four threes, so nine combined between them. Uh, Levine also had four rebounds, five assists. Sadoransky, seven assists with 10 points in 26 minutes off the bench. Colby White, 18 points, four steals, seven for 18 from the field. They hit 17 threes of 44 attempts. They had a better three-point percentage than they did field goal. That's usually not going to lead to wins. Uh, GA, he has scored 23 points with 10 rebounds, six assists in 27 minutes. He was eight for 14. I told you Eric Bledsoe returned with kind of a capped minute, uh, returning off the injury, played 16 minutes. He was five for eight from the field for 15 points. Chris Middleton scored 25, six and four. He was nine for 19 from the field. And, uh, the three point percentage was pretty poor. They hit 11 as a team. They were 34%, but the starters combined to make four. And again, if I can do some quick math here, 6, 11, 14, they were 4 for 17 in the starting lineup for 3. That's not going to do you any favors. Uh, in, off the bench, obviously, you had Kyle Korver hit three threes in this one. Connington hit two. George Hill hit one. Much better off the bench. They were 54% from the field, though, and 20 of 24 from the free throw line. Uh, two more here. The Jazz, they beat up on the Detroit Pistons. 104 to 81, and it's about time the Pistons packed that baby in if they have not already. Your leading scorer came off the bench, and Derrick Rose dropped 20 in 26 minutes. He was 8 for 17. Andre Drummond, a gross 5 for 16 from the field for a big man in his shot range. 15 points, 13 rebounds, 5 steals, 3 blocks, 3 assists. That's all great, but also 7 turnovers in this one. Uh, Frazier, 6 points. I mean, it's gross across the board. Christian Wood off the bench did have 11 points with nine rebounds in 28 minutes, but no Blake Griffin and no wins. On the Jazz side, Donovan Mitchell, Spider-Man, 23 points, three assists, three rebounds. He was seven for 15 from the field. Perfect free throw, hit eight, all eight of them. Rudy Gobert had 19 rebounds to go along with his 13 points and three blocks. He was six for 11 from the field. Angles, 10, five, and five in 30 minutes. Off the bench, Jordan Clarkson, new acquisition. 
played 27 minutes, dropped 20 points with four threes. They only hit 10 as a team, and he hit four of them with a couple assists. He is a spark plug this team needs. Uh, I don't, you know, Detroit isn't the biggest test for them, but now 21 and 12 13, uh, on the season as a whole and 13 and 3 at home. The final game here. My Phoenix Suns just wrapped up uh, a big win. Is that you know they they came out of the first quarter down thirty eight to nineteen. Subsequently, they scored thirty six in the second and thirty nine points in the fourth quarter, winning one twenty two to one sixteen. Now thirteen and twenty on the season, beating Portland at home, who is now has a sub five hundred record at home, only eight and nine at home, fourteen and twenty on the year. Big win by the Phoenix Suns here. Uh, over on the Trailblazers side, Damian Lillard, uh, no, you know, no effort lost to him. 33 points, seven assists, five rebounds, hit five threes, was 20 or 10 of 20 from the field. McCollum was 11 for 21, 25 points with six assists. Carmelo, quieter night for him, four for 16, only 10 points. Uh, Bazemore's in the starting lineup, but only played 22 minutes off the bench. Simmons had 12 points. Trent Jr. had 11 points, 41% from three, 45% from the field. But the Phoenix Suns held him back by Devin Booker's 33 points. He was 9 for 19 from the field. Amazingly, did not take a single three-point shot, but was a perfect 15 of 15 from the free throw line. Also had seven assists with six rebounds. Uh, Kelly Oubre was the other one, 29 points with six rebounds and three steals. Hit seven threes in 40 minutes, 11 for 22 from the field, seven of 10 from, uh, from the three-point line. Ricky Rubio had a double-double, 18 points with 13 assists and 5 rebounds. Baines was in the starting lineup, 12 points with 9 rebounds. Sarge only played 17 minutes, but uh, DeAndre Ayton came off the bench. He ended up playing 20 minutes, only had 6 points, but 12 rebounds in this one. He was 3 for 9 from the field. They were 56% from 3. They didn't take a bunch. There were 23 of them. Uh, They took, they made 13, but percentages were high. Across the board, they missed one free throw in this entire game. 21 of 22. Thank you to Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns win 122 to 116 as we wrap up the final hardwood takeaways of 2019. That's right, friendos. We'll be back again. Maybe not tomorrow, actually, but we'll be back the following day, taking a day off uh, to start 2020. And then Bogman will be back with you. So we will have you covered right here on hardwood takeaways. Thank you guys for all the tune in you've been doing. Thank you for the support right here on sports grid for my boy, Scott Bogman, who's on Twitter at Bogman sports and myself at, is it the Welsh? I hope you guys have a fantastic and safe new year. Enjoy all the basketball that is ahead of you, my friends. And we'll be back with you right here on sports. Grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.